Welcome to the All the Hats We Wear podcast. This show helps professionals in the tech and biotech industries have better work-life balance. Learn the skills you need to be joyful, productive, and fulfilled in all areas of life. I'm your host, Scott Snow. Welcome, Trav Harmon. He's the founder and CEO of Triton Technologies, and they have offices in Worcester, Boston, Providence, Rhode Island, and Hartford, Connecticut. Welcome, Trav. Thank you. All right. Can you tell us a little bit about your business? Uh, We're a managed IT services company that focuses on infrastructure and data security. So when a uh, business is looking to expand, they have security issues, they have concerns, uh, or uh, they feel that there's something wrong with the current IT infrastructure, or they feel that they're not getting the best value out of their current provider. Uh, they come to us uh, and we've been, uh, we're about to celebrate our 20th year. Uh, we just celebrated our 19th year uh, earlier in May. Uh, but yeah, uh, the 20th year in business will be May, uh, May 1st, 2021. So we've been doing something right compared to some of our competitors. So wow, another 20, if you will. Yeah. Sheesh. Thank you. That is a long run and to be doing it on your own. Uh, I wouldn't say on my own. I started on my own, but we've got nearly a dozen employees now. Uh, most of them are, um, you know, it was weird is that we first started taking our first remote employees uh, last year because one, they had the skill set we were looking for and come to find out their transition during this event was nothing. They were already there. So we were good to go. <laughs> right. I was going to ask, how has this pandemic affected your company? Uh, business wise, we have got a massive surge in new business, um, because we have been promoting for literally five, 10 years, certain technologies that were very, um, functional for a lot of reasons. Like I want to work from home. I need to do this. I need to expand another office. Uh, while all the underlying bonuses and benefits of that was to be able to do anything anywhere at any time. So when this hit, our vast majority of our employees, uh, 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 clients were ready to go. Uh, we just had to set them up their house. Uh, little quirks here and there, like some people in, in business, if something happened, like myself, I just, um, my laptop's five years old and it's nothing wrong with it. It's just showing its age. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy me a, the best high-end laptop that I could get from, my, from Dell. And that's what I did. Went to my wholesaler, built it all out, 64 gigs of RAM, full this. I already got two 27-inch monitors. But the thing is this, in business, you're willing to spend money uh, because you make money. And home, we're finding a vast majority of the employees were having ancient machines. So if you were annoyed by your home computer, you, you let it slide. You didn't care. No one really cared. You know, now it's my paychecks on the line. And now we've been selling. We went through 26 laptop sales in March alone, all individualized from all different clients. Like, well, you know, Betty needs to work from home and all of a sudden we need uh, a really good laptop for her right now. Right. We got one ready to go and so forth. And so little quirks like that. And then dealing with, um, Internet providers, uh, you know, so you have residential, there's a difference between residential and commercial. And so commercial is meant to make money, get it done. Residential, not so much. And so we were countering uh, Wi-Fi issues. So all these kids then now had Zoom school and then streaming TV and Netflix and all that stuff. We had to work with those providers going, okay, well, that five by one connection that was beautiful. 10 years ago. Yeah, no, we're really going to need you to upgrade because you have a 4k zoom meeting coming up. And so we were, we were posed, uh, we were uh, pros to to, to take it. We took it. Our clients are incredibly happy Uh, business for us internally. uh, We took the lessons that we learned from our remote employees and applied them for everybody was we had a nice sheet of you are at work. You're not working from home. You're at home working. And that was a big difference trying to tell people was we need a, a, a space. You're going to be there eight hours a day. Yeah, sure. The trip there is going to be amazing, but we need you to have a nice quiet area. We need you to work. We need a desk. If uh, uh, two of my employees home computers, I said, let's just grab the ones from the office, which were fantastic because the technology for them to link in since most of our stuff was cloud 
was plugging it in. They were good to go within five minutes of everything running. So, and it's been great. I haven't seen a vast majority of my employees since early March when we closed down. So, <laughs> so business selling, great. Business wise, lesson learned, lessons learned, and then tweaked along as we went. And it's been pretty good. Now, I've been reading, Travis, that there's a, a high turnover rate in your industry for the tech companies. Is that, has that been in your experience? Yes, and we've experienced it ourselves. It is um, tough to find good qualified people. And then we can get into the argument about millennials wanting everything and stuff like that. But I even encountered old school IT people today that didn't, I uh, thought uh, uh, that uh, VoIP was a fad, which is now everywhere. Everyone has VoIP phones. I got one on my desk right now. So it's, it, it is what it is, but it is a high turnover rate because the technology is not the problem for us. It's the people is, uh, you know, okay, you've been down and, you know, we've had, people call in with like, I can't access the website. You go to the website and it's like, yeah, they're down for maintenance. Well, can you fix it? No, you can't fix it. Well, I need to get this. The technology is not the problem. It's dealing with people. And yes, you can have person completely build a network, have Wi-Fi communications, the best in the world, but they can't deal with people. And that's what we tell people is that we can provide the training. We can get you up to speed, but you got to gotta understand how to deal with people. And there are some people burnt out. We've had them ourselves where they're like, no, I'm going to go back to woodshop. I'm done. I'm, you know. <laughs> and, and that has happened. They, they, the anxiety increases because you're dealing with uh, people's home computers now and home networks that we weren't supposed to work on, but now we have to. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been different. It's, it, it, and so getting the people um, that can deal with it, that uh, you work around their skill sets is tough, but when you get them, you don't let them go. They're, they're, they're valuable. And there is a very high turnover in our industry. So in a way, whatever they need to be strong in computers and technology, perhaps is also against them with the, with the soft skills and the social skills, would you say? And the, the people yes. skills? Yes, mm -hmm. that is exactly, exactly correct. And the technology comes and goes in waves. New stuff is out every other spring or fall, whatever is going on there. It's dealing with the people. It's uh, not talking down to people, but trying to inform them on how things are. Like when you're talking about multi-factor, you're talking about certain things and it, you just got to be able to convey in a simple terms. And I can explain the details of a transmission control protocol and internet protocol and UDP packet. No one cares. They just right. want it to work. And how do you right. say, well, what happened was Microsoft sent an update, that update broke it. Oh, okay. That's all they want to hear. That's sometimes <laughs> trying to convey that. And I've had a tech, uh, he didn't last long, but he was like, well, shouldn't we do like a full blown analysis on this and that and present it to the client? I said, it was one update out of 80 that we do a month. No, they don't care. They aren't just, just, we need to solve their problems. And um, in the grand scheme of things, we are, we've run their infrastructure, but we don't make the technology. So it, it is 90, 80% nah, of our work is, is just people. That's pretty much it. Dealing with people and, and trying to solve their problems. Would you say there are work-life balance issues specific to the tech industry? Uh, there are, and there are not. And what ended up happening is that uh, a decade ago, um, when we were getting our, uh, employees and so forth, um, we made it clear because they're the, the highest, the good techs know that they need a good life balance. And the problem though, is if you don't recognize that you'll lose them. And so we are strict on our opening and our closing. And we tell employees we do not work after hours. And if we do, we outsource it. We have a client, we have a, a, a vendor that we work with to, to do those things. But we're not on call 24 hours a day. And the, the, the techs that are on there burn out. I've had them from my competitors come in here going, I've been working with this guy. I put in 40 hours. It's Wednesday morning. I can't do this. I'm like, yeah, no, we don't do that. We're eight to five, Monday through Friday. We're phones turn right off on the money and you have to deal with uh people's lives you know people who have to go to the doctor's appointments dentist appointments you can't uh chastise them with that or they'll work somewhere else and you know i've seen people do that and so we started over a decade ago going we got to be militant on it we got to inform our clients uh sunday night at 8 p.m phone call 
It's not going to get picked up. Our phones don't even ring. They go to our answering service. <laughs> so, and that keeps the employees. And I've seen our competitors not do that. And I've seen their resumes come across my desk. So it, it, it does affect the tech. Just respect their time. And yeah, I understand that you can pay them more, but sometimes time is more valuable. Now, in terms of productivity, what softwares, apps, technology do you use for your productivity for your company? One before anything, and it got real, and it was coming up to speed, is some kind of a chat utility. Uh, some companies use Slack, like I do. Uh, they use Teams. There are plenty of other internal um, chat systems out there use them, use them often because yeah, it's great to call people on the phone. Uh, sometimes they may already be on the phone and you can't talk to them and that's fine. Uh, we chose Slack years ago because it's incredibly simple. It's easy to use. And Amazon late last week signed a multi, uh, you know, it's a, probably a hundred million dollar deal plus with them. Amazon, the whole company to change out their chat, chat product for Slack. Now, where, why do I say that is that we're a big Amazon partner. They're our go-to. They're, when somebody goes, I need a cloud server, Amazon. When somebody wants, you know, I need to stream video, like we actually had that request two weeks ago, Amazon. They have the whole services right there. Um, and so do that. Now, chat, that's the thing. Get on that. Teams is free. Slack isn't, but when you pay, you there's a free edition, uh, but the robust uh, video chat, the connections for your phone system. So when you type in, you know, like at call this client, it'll actually put your handset off hook and then dial them. So you can actually get it done quicker. And so you can converse quite easily and a lot faster than emails. And so that's why we do that. That's first. Second, uh, we use Office 365 for all of our clients. We push it for all of them. Office 365 is universal from every PC, Mac, Android. It's simple. It's easy to use. You can share files on there. Uh, it's incredibly simple. Uh, the next one, and these are, you know, the, the big ones are, the last one is VoIP. Get a VoIP phone. Uh, get a VoIP service. They're incredibly common now. I was there when VoIP was born. I was getting certified in 2004 with Intel Dialogic cards, which was the precursor to having a VoIP-based uh, infrastructure, and they started playing with free PBX and so forth. I was there. I still have that certification on my wall, and that is important because those phones, you can work anywhere and everywhere. And when you call our main number and, a, and somebody picks up, you don't know where they are. And that's the point is people are comfortable where they're working at home and those phones can go everywhere. They can go anywhere. We have, we have clients in France that constantly call the United States, Germany, Australia. We have a client in Perth, Australia. It was fantastic. They have a handset that connects to an American service. They don't pay international charges. And so it's easy to stay connected to all of your employees, to all of your clients, and it's easy for your clients to stay connected to you. And that's where VoIP is the biggest one because even if you have no technology, your client is completely technological, does not want to be involved with it in any way, shape, or form. Nobody on this planet is older than the invention of the telephone and they are familiar with it. So use it. That is the easiest way to do it. Email, still have people who hate email. Chat, not really interested. Phone, universal. Get a VoIP phone. It's cheap money. On top of that, it makes on-premise phones extinct and too expensive. So I've been doing VoIP since 2006 when I bought my whole system. I changed providers like you do, but I haven't changed the methodology. So that's huge. Those are the three big ones to literally get you productive from home. Your chat, your email, your phone. Now, depending on what you do, you may then last one is need a VPN. And so your VPN is connecting into your uh, office. And so you have a computer at your office you need to connect to. The VPN makes it safe, secure, get in there. There are free standalone products like log me in, go to my PC, but they have seen the writing on the wall and they jacked their prices through the roof in February, March, which was fantastic. Somebody saw that coming. And so it's not uncommon that you spend $300 a year per person for a VPN. Problem is corporate VPNs, most of them are free. So if you already have a firewall, which is required by law, 
it usually comes with a VPN. And so a lot of corporations already are there. They're already good to go. Um, but that makes sure that nobody's looking at your connection and make sure if your home network is compromised that they can't see what you're doing. So if you're a work at home CPA, which a lot of them are now, they can't see your client's data because you're running that tunnel securely into the office. And so those are big, big ones right there. There are small ones here and there. Video conferencing, of course, as you can see, that's now become important, but you can fall back to your phones. You can fall back to this. And if you never see your clients to begin with, um, that's fine. Um, video conferencing, Logitech, like our cameras that we have, they're so back ordered. They're back ordered to August. I'm literally scouring the planet. Who's got what, where? I need two. No, I bought five because I don't know where the next supply is coming from. But that's the new normal. Everyone wants to work from home. Everyone needs to work from home. And uh, those round technologies, that, that sphere of technologies all complement each other. They connect your employees together. You get your uh, clients to connect by email, by phone, and video conferencing. And the beauty is the laws are changing. The lawyers are now able to uh, solidify um, contracts. They're able to solidify wills. Uh, purchase and sales are coming up for real estate. They can do them all digitally now, which is awesome. So you could buy a house like you were buying off Amazon. And technically, if you go to Amazon, they're selling houses. Mm -hmm. So they, they are. So everything's changing. And like, the, the office space is now changed for everyone is it's not somewhere when you need to get into the office in an emergency. That's now your office. That's now where you are at. And so get a good, now non-technological, get a good chair, get a good chair, get something that you can sit for eight hours, get the nice leather back one, you know, something that you can lean back on and you can actually sit there for eight hours. There's many a day that the only time I come upstairs is to get a coffee in the morning, come back down, and I smell dinner. <laughs> and so a good chair, a good desk, don't get something wobbly. The good thing is, like my CPA has told me, you have a state mandate to work from home. Don't go crazy, but whatever you have at your, at your office, replicate it to your home office. I have Four monitors in my main office, only two big ones at my home one, but he goes, like, kind, and less. So I got a great desk because I have a really nice marble desk at, at the office. I'm like, mm, no, I don't want it for home. But revamp because you're going to be there for a while. Keep your receipts and send them to me when you're ready. And that's what I did. I have all the receipts. had a brand new, beautiful Greek countertops, everything else, nice cedar wood. I didn't want to buy pre-made. I didn't want to be restricted. I want a nice, large, fat desk. So non-technological, make it a workspace. Pretend it is your office at your office and make it your house because you're going to be there for a while. And even if this blows over, like right now is announced, we're in wave two, which is going to be worse than wave one. You may save on rent. You may not need to go back to the office. If you get all the right technology, it may be rent you may not have to pay. You're already paying a mortgage You're already or an apartment. And we have clients just like that right now is really seriously considering why do we have to pay for office space? We already have our office. We just didn't realize it. So we've solved a lot of problems. And so those are the, those are the big things, technological, non-technological of what I, you know, people need to survive. How about managing large projects? The good thing is this. Find, uh, SharePoint from Microsoft Office 365 has the ability to put in pictures, put in a, uh, a Gantt table to where you can actually see who's working on what. And that's where your chat communication comes in. Uh, there's products out there called Jira. Like we use uh, Altisane uh, out of Sweden that able to put in projects. So you're able to see who's working on what. But in IT, we actually have a master product or a PSA called ConnectWise that keeps and makes projects. And so those projects, we can see who's working on what, we can see if they're in progress, that's resolved, what's going on, and we can actually see that. And at the end of the day, we have a little 15-minute powwow going, okay, how did everything do today? What's going on? Or we'll suddenly go, you know, right after lunch, let's do a quick uh, uh, meeting. Now, luckily, our phone system's robust, so I can just hit conference and people can drop right into there and we can find out what's going on. Like, okay, that person was having a problem with the network. What's, what's the status on it? Oh, charter's working out. Okay, got it. We now know why, what is, just to find out because some people at clients, they get, there are too many fingers in there. So we 
we got to communicate like, okay, well, Sarah over there is complaining that Mark is still down. Well, the reason Mark's still down is that he's put in a ticket, but Sarah thought she was in control and so forth. So we use all of those projects and, uh, and use all those utilities to manage the projects. Where are we at? What's going on? And the Gantt table, uh, which is, you know, a sliding uh, schedule calendar of what's supposed to happen when has now changed from on site was instead of being five days on site, we're now a day on site and it's get this very small piece done. And then, okay, we're going to expand remote because we may need to do something more. And uh, we've been doing a lot of cloud. So we've been using that a lot. We've been people uh, not, you know, work, working from home. And so they want to work in the cloud. They, don't want to serve on site anymore. And we've been doing a lot of that for insurance companies and agencies. It's, it's been great. So, but that's how we manage our projects is there are plenty of project utilities out there. Even Google has a beautiful free pro, uh, project manager. We don't use it myself, but we, that's how we communicate with our employees and our, our people. And we tell people what's going on. Okay, great. Now uh, the name of this podcast, of course, is all the hats we wear. And I talk a lot about roles and how we manage all the different hats that we wear. And I know that you wear many different hats. So uh, usually I ask the guest from my podcast uh, to, to reveal some of the other roles that they play besides their business or even related to their business. Uh, you know, uh, so what kind of different hats do you wear? Well, uh, pretty much, I, I, I think it's more like a, um, oh, what is that person called? It's the, uh, in the circus, the ringleader is trying <laughs> yeah. to keep all of it in there. And years ago, you're right. I had worn every hat from taxes to HR, to hiring, to all this. And so, uh, and I'm still doing, I still get into every one of them because one, um, I need to know where the company is. I need to make sure our image is right. Are we talking to the client appropriately? Are we doing, you know, HR, um, tax laws change, little things have changed and so on and so forth. Um, so I was doing the hiring. I was doing the firing. I was doing the books. I was doing the taxes. But what I learned is, and they had an excellent webinar on this, how much is your time worth? And how can you get somebody else to do it? Meaning is how much are you making a year? Just, you know, you, we know there's 2,080 hours in a year. Take your salary divided by that. That's how much you're making. Anything below that, get someone else to do it. Literally get someone else to do it. And if you're not doing it full time, get someone else to do it. Outsource it. The best thing I ever did, payroll. It's not your problem. I'm not interested in taxes. Let someone else do it. And for $40 a month, a payroll company does all of that. And I thought to myself, and I know how much I'm like, my gosh, that's like 32 minutes, 32 minutes of my time. But I was spending two to three days a month trying to figure out like, okay, this thing, but that person took an exemption and I don't know what, okay, a mass change. Oh crap, we got an employee in Georgia and two and around. All right. And then next, you know, you're on this Excel spreadsheet and then your CPA comes in and goes, what is this garbage? Oh, you didn't do try doing your taxes yourself, did you? Yeah. All right. No, 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 no. Here's here's a payroll company. Talk to them. Best thing ever. Two taxes. Let your CPA do it. Now, wearing many different hats when you start out, you don't have a choice. Like I started out literally in an apartment in East Hartford in 2001. My dad had literally uh, how I started, how it started and how I got the company was my dad wanted out. He was a programmer and we were going in a lot of different directions. Eventually he was tired of it. He was sick of it. So I was in a 400 square foot apartment in East Hartford. I had to start fresh in a day. And so I had to get an LLC, which we eventually incorporated and moved to mass and all this other stuff. But I've learned over the years is find out what you're good at focus on specialize it and get it done right the periphery the hr the um, um payroll taxes the, the things that aren't directly benefiting you have someone else do it or you pay them a fixed fee like we do a fixed fee for our clients we do a fixed fee for uh, we pay a fixed fee to our hr now there are some months never need them that's fine other months we'll need them like these laws have now changed. HR has now changed. Like, okay, somebody, like I did have a person leave the company because they can't, they did not want to work from home. They, they uh, still living at home with their parents, nothing wrong with that, but they could not, uh, with the distractions, work for us successfully. They, 
great employee. Make no mistake, I already told him I'm going to hire him back. We may want to consider redoing your closet, but they, he, they, they left. And so I had to talk to the CPA about that and, and payroll. And they said, all right, keep a reason why we, uh, Mass is keeping track of that. But you don't think of those things. And that's the point. That's where it's going to get hung up. You're going to get audited one day, and I've been audited twice, that something small and stupid is going to balloon. And it has, and we caught it. But find out what you're at, what you do, focus in on it, focus really intensely on it, and you're going to be the best you can be. Stupid stuff, but someone else's, let it be someone else's problem. But I have had to do marketing. I've had to do contract negotiations with my own vendors, with my own clients. And you'll learn. You'll learn that sometimes some vendors are just out there to steal from you. And you're not even the client. You're just the reseller. You know, you're trying to, to sell this computer system and it's way overblown completely out of the water and it's all because the guy was trying to make a sale and then little lessons like that you learn and it, and it throws people off and you're like you think everyone's a, a, a good guy trying to, to to help everyone no some there are some bad apples out there right and uh, you said uh, well in your bio it said you had your first job in my old hometown marlboro Ma uh yes yes that was literally a day after I graduated high school and mm. I had gotten off the bus and I'd saw a resume uh, a week previously. And yes, it was at the time, uh, a uh, technologies company up there, third shift. And uh, I was truthfully working at Kmart. I'd worked there literally since freshman year. And I walked in, um, went for the interview, says, we'd like to hire you on the spot. Third, third shift done walked into kmart said i quit <laughs> i'm done i start my new shift in six hours but this one is ending now <laughs> wow. that's what i did before yeah not even 24 hours from high school i was yeah wow. working in banking systems uh communications education it was it was a trip <laughs> now uh i do have some entrepreneurs that listen as well uh now i know you're a big twitter guy yes because that's how we communicated here and you know, what have you found that works for you in terms of social media to promote your business? Twitter, have you gotten involved with TikTok or is that for kids or Instagram, Facebook? No TikTok. It is banned. It is, it is not my, it is not my audience. It's not who I'm selling to. My kids don't, I don't even allow it. The neighbor's kids play with it. Nope. Complete. No, not yeah. just now. But the thing is this, is that every uh, I have a lot of automated utilities and uh, in the MSP realm, there's about six of them I subscribe to, but you need to focus on marketing the company every Monday and Wednesday afternoon for two hours. I sit down, I go over, all right, what can we schedule? What's on the deal? Like Honda, Honda worldwide is under ransomware attack. You know, those cars and, uh, and heavy unit, they're done. They're done for the time being. So that's going to be coming up, but you got to market. You got to do trickle. You got to understand marketing. Entrepreneur, uh, being an entrepreneur, getting out of the gate, a lot of people think, oh, you're an IT company. Well, technically, we're a marketing company that does IT because if in our industry, uh, a lot of people go, well, you know, I haven't lost any customers in that, in that month. Mm, no, that's the wrong thing to say. You need to get new clients constantly because standing still, you're dying losing clients you're dying you have to always be moving forward if you're not moving forward you're falling behind because someone else is moving forward and so that's why i see you know um we're going over the the monthlies we're going over this and i'm like yeah we've got a couple of new clients that's great and we've had a few t a few months where we had no no growth no uh, stagnant growth a couple of years ago but learned real quickly don't let it happen sit in the marketing. There are plenty of free utilities out there. Um, there's a couple of scams out there uh, in there. Investigate, investigate. We've been, uh, I've worked with some marketing companies that were great, fantastic work with a couple of them now, but there are some of them that just want your money and they won't do anything for you. So investigate, see what's working out there. Uh, market as much as possible and, you know, uh, see what's going on there. So yeah, we use Twitter. Uh, we use, uh, Instagram, we use Facebook, we use, uh, all kinds of new platforms. Uh, LinkedIn is very, very, very business centric. So we put a lot in there, uh, schedule what you can. Uh, if it's a relevant one, take five minutes. I mean, most of these utilities on your cell phone, you get a free app, schedule up like Hootsuite. Okay, great. All right. Honda just got hacked. So sad schedule 
and boom. Next, you know, an hour later, it's on every platform and that's what they're meant, they're meant for. Now, what ends up happening is Google, they want to see updates. They want to see things. Don't have a static website. We just redesigned our website last year. We're redesigning it again. The Google Penguin equation change. And if anyone knows what that is, that's how Google ranks you. So we're redoing it again. Spade 10,000 last year, spend another 10,000 this year. Why? We get a lot of our business from the web page. So find out what works and milk that cow for everything you got. And so go to the networking events, go to, to seeing people, follow up, make a chart. Like there is a training program that uh, we uh, follow online. Okay, you, we have a playbook. This person gives you a card, follow up with an email, a phone call, two weeks later, follow up with this, that. If they're responsive, follow this path, get them on the hook. Because even if they don't need you now, they may need you later. And to all, you know, that old saying, out of sight, out of mind. Don't get out of mind. Always put something in there. Their IT guy may slip up and suddenly you're in like Flynn. And that's the point. Market all the time. Always keep up on there. Add some fresh blogs, some content, talk in there. The other thing is this. Don't be technical. Now, I'm in the IT world. We have to be technical. Don't be technical. I'm not selling to other IT guys. I'm selling to you. I'm selling to the people who need my stuff. Focus in on that. Focus in on the solution. Not like, okay, here's the whole thing, blah, blah, blah. Okay, you can't, you, you need to suddenly work from home right now. Your old phone system is garbage. Okay, let's get something that can work from home. You can make all your calls at home. Can you do that? Yeah, that's all they want to hear. That's how it is. You know, try to sell the solution. Try to solve their problem find their pain point and solve it put a little aloe vera gel on it a solution if you will yeah. you know? and that's that works is seo still important incredibly incredibly because now google has added more and more and more such as they want to see updated content they want to see video on there right now i have right here 4k video camera backlighting i have I've had to take my studio in my office home and I have a, a, a thing on there. So SEO is really big. They want to see video. They want to see updates. They want to see relevance. Like, you know, you don't want to play the internet explorer game of, Hey guys, there's a single case of COVID in Washington state. Now, no, you stay relevant, stay up to date and you will find how much it is. You don't have to be long winded. You just have to be there. So it's like, oh man, that Honda hack, that's so sad. Here's how you can help yourself. Do these little things. And you may feel like, well, I don't want to give away the world. Well, think about this. I just told you, outsource what you don't know. Because yeah, you eventually could get it, but you don't have the time for it. So you go, you know what? Get a good antivirus for your home computer. Separate out your networks. Get the good Wi-Fi at your home. 99% of the people will hear that. 5% will try it none of them will succeed and then they'll call you and that's the point. And so find out where you're valuable, find out how you solve this. And I've had people try the solutions I put online. I come in there going yeah, about 80% there. This is what you need. This is the, and, and they're like, okay, all right. Yeah, we got it. And because you got good at what you're doing and you became a specialist and you sold it. But yes, SEO is terribly important. All the search engines are looking for it. And <clears throat> 90 5% of searches when they're searching for a solution on the first page of Google. My keywords, I have half a dozen products I use that I watch my manage. Okay. Well, I'd suddenly drop five points on this. Now five points may not sound a lot, but for SEL, it's pretty big. So all these little things we watch, we monitor, but also don't be stagnant. A lot of people use their web pages as a business card. And I tell people when we do, we, we redo their design, what are you trying to do? What do you, what's the purpose of this website? Are you trying to find new clients or are you just trying to be on the internet? If you're trying to be on the internet, all right, low ball it, put your information on, you'll be fine. But if you're trying to attract new clients, SEO is terribly important. Even I, who I design my own websites, put my own videos on there, I still don't do it all. I still outsource it to other people whose job is to do it all the time. We have three companies. They all work together. Somebody does the print and advertising. Then, then they do the social media. And then the other one is just getting the website design. All three of them work together and they all have weekly meetings and they all try to focus. Even though I, I can do it myself, I still don't. I still do it for clients. But the point is, SEO is terribly important. It's very specialized. And there are people better than I to make sure I stay 
number one on the rankings, not in just Google, but in Bing and even Russian search engines. I don't know why, but we're trending well in Moscow. Mm. Uh, but that's the point is market SEO is very important. Find somebody who's better and then hire them. Okay. Now switching gears a little, what do you recommend to uh, kids now that want to get involved with tech? You know, I've got a lot of, uh, you know, 10 year olds, 12 year olds that are really into gaming and computers. And do you suggest starting to do some coding? What's a good first step? There are luckily at this time, plenty of little coding places. There's a place called Code Ninjas, where if there, you can go online and you, it's a local facility and they are teachers that you go there. You bring your kids, they will show them how to do basic coding. Like, you know, the old hello world when you did C++, <clears throat> they'll teach the kids how to do that. And then you can nurture that and then you can get that together. The best advice I was ever given was, and this is going to flow into it, is when I first got out and started going back to college after that first IT job, I was talking with a guy who was working at uh, the college I was going to. And he was like, what do you want to do? I said, I want to be a computer tech. He goes, no, you don't. Don't. And he was looking over all the classes and he goes, I'm not signing off on any of these. He goes, I just retired from HP after 25 years. Uh, I can see what you're trying to do. It's dead wrong. You're, I'm not signing any of your computer classes. There's not a single IT or computer computer programming courses. In fact, I, I tested out on them. I took all politics. I took law. I took psychology. The reason why is, okay, you have this brilliant 10-year-old, fantastic, can make codes all day long. Sell it to a banker. What does that mean to me? It's great. Little Johnny over there can, can figure out why my encryption's been hacked. Why? How do we sell this? How do you, you, so you've got to have a little flavor in doing this. This utility is going to make your bank a ton of money because we're going to have to reduce this, this, and this. Try to sell them on that because if they're talented, the technology advances. And that's what that guy told me. He goes, Windows 95 is out right now. By the time you leave here, probably Windows 2000 will be out. And he was right. And everything in 10 years will be useless what you learn here if you stay on this technology track. Don't do it. Don't do it. And he was smart. Oh my God, that was the best advice ever. And that's what I tell my techs. Don't if you concentrate on your certifications, you'll get them. You'll probably need one another two years. Concentrate on timely or tried and true, like HR, politics, macro, and microeconomics. Figure out why does Microsoft work so well in one country and not another? And then you can understand how to sell it. So for the kids, there are those facilities that you can bring them to. They can code. They can understand. But also try to get them involved in the periphery. There are plenty of cloud. Everyone's going cloud. We're cloud. Most of our stuff is cloud. So Amazon has free program, literally free tiers. You can log in, go to aws.amazon.com. You click on create an account. It says you are eligible for a free tier. Well, that's great. You can actually show little Johnny or little Sally how a server works and a live server. And you could break it, rebuild it, destroy it. And you know what? It costs you nothing. But they're learning a skill now. And you can get them a Chromebook. My kids all have Chromebooks. Half of them are not even for school. Because one, we want to you know, safely get them online. But also, we need to get them involved in that, is nurture it. Get a telescope if they're interested in science. Look at the moon. Look, that's where... You know, we landed on the moon. It's a little shiny dot right now, but we could see it. And that's the little things you encourage them on that. But getting them involved with coding, the cloud, uh, let them break stuff. When I was a kid, most of my stuff in my room was broken, but I figured it out. And that's the idea is, is get them involved with that. Don't say no. Just go, let's, let's do it a different way. Let's do it. Let's, let's understand how it works. YouTube's a great friend. I don't understand why this database works this way. What is a database? How does it work? What is this? Oh, it's a glorified Excel spreadsheet. No, nah, not so much. But you get the idea is, you know, you get them involved with coding. Coding, I can tell you right now, you'll never find a coder to hire if you're an entrepreneur. They are scooped up like no tomorrow. We can, and the funny thing is that we, uh, other IT companies outsource to us. And yeah, I feel bad. Not really. Um, we work with those companies in India and Mumbai and stuff like that to set up their data centers because they either they can't come here 
but we also need to get their programmers here and vice versa. And they're on H1B visas and all that kind of stuff on high tech visas. So that kind of stuff is out there and it's, they're so valuable. So if they want to get in programming, nurture it like no tomorrow, get them the great computer right now. You know why? Because they're going to pay for that. They're a first job, first paycheck. I mean, yeah, we all can't work for Google because they get like a billion resumes a day, but when they do, don't worry about it. They're going to buy you a pool. They're going to be good. You know, they're all set. So, but when you see it, nurture it, nurture it like no tomorrow, because they, we just see it. And no matter what your opinion is on manufacturing, on industry, on technology and this and that, it's not going away. It's not going away anytime soon. So take it, run it, go with it. Now, I know that you're very passionate about taking in kids and foster programs from the DCF Department of Children and Families. Now, how, you know, I've, I've often thought that, you know, when you read in the paper that they're, they're always understaffed and overworked. And, you know, in terms of productivity and technology, do you have any ideas on how we can help those folks better keep a handle on all those important cases and all the work that they do? That is, they run 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they're on call all the time. One is mobile all the time. Those government agencies, they should standardize. They're like, okay, everyone's going to get an iPhone. Everyone's going to get an Android. Get a, a thing. Now, the biggest problem that they're encountering is not so much the technology, is the funding. It's great, but you got to put it in front of the taxpayer and then they don't understand going, well, it's been working great for 10 years. I'm like, yeah, so is Windows 95, but we move on. You know, we, we've got to coordinate. We'd be able to work together. Uh, medical records are coalescing now. It's going to take time like in anything, but medical records are now far and above most government agencies because hospitals now have to talk to each other. And you know, you're not going to live out your life within five miles of the same hospital. Some hospitals, especially like during now open and close. And then those records have to come with you or they have to be transferred somewhere else or you go on vacation, get an accident, etc. Government needs to have a common system. And the way they do that is to get standards. Pick out what kind of phone do we want? How do we talk to each other? Like, okay, we now have a police officer at a house and they're removing a child for temporary placement. What do we need to do? What's the process? What's the procedure? You whip out a tablet. Okay, here's the checklist. We got to go down. It's still on paper. I've seen it. It's still on. They still have manila folders because they haven't evolved. They haven't advanced. And that's the thing. A prime example in Connecticut where we're at, um, unemployment. Luckily, we were not involved, but we, we see the news. Unemployment system is 25 years old. I don't put all my kids together. It's still not as old as their system that they're still using. And so we need to update. They can go cloud. Now, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, fight over. I don't care. But when you are able to instantly deploy resources, you're able to see what's going on. You're able to do that. Find out what parents are good for temporary placement what parents are now like me and my wife are we were in the system to 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 get two kids to adopt uh, both of our families on each side my wife uh, my wife uh, comes from a family they have seven adopted children my brother was adopted uh, my parents uh, my you know we're very involved with it uh, and we see where the shortcomings are like, okay, we got to leave a message if our representative needs to get a hold of us or there's a dispatch line, but there's nothing online to tell us what, where, when they've still run by postage and that's adorable. I mean, that's great. You know, wild west had that they had horses back then, but it's no different. And it's, you should be able to communicate. You should be able to do conferences and video conferences of what's going on and where i had a doctor's appointment at yale new haven everything was online they had full video conferencing the whole works now those are all private government needs to go in front of the people how does this save us money how does this close the loop in adoption to dcf to chant families and services because they all work together. Some people like myself, we join the system looking to foster to adopt. Some people are looking just to foster because one, they, they like kids, but they don't want them to stay there forever. Or they feel like, okay, um, some empty nesters want to have kids in their house, but not 
for 30 years, you know, that kind of stuff. But that's the other thing is DCF. Um, the reason why we got involved is one, we're all in it. You know, I look at the declaration of independence and the first few words are we, the people, not I, the individual. And I say that a lot and it drives people nuts. I'm like, so if we leave these people, these kids to the wind right now, there are 3,500 kids in a system that have nowhere to go. And I don't mean that, you know, oh, we just have to find foster parents. No, no, no. You don't understand. It's at 100% capacity. And some of them are, have received a, a congressional, not congressional, legal override. Like you can't have more than six foster kids in your house. Some people go, oh, that's crazy. Well, there are some places that have 12 bedrooms in a house, you know, old colonials, you know, what can I tell you? But they're, they're at full capacity. They're done. And so we try to tell people, get involved in there. Even if you're like, well, I, I don't feel like adopting. Fine. Can you do a weekend? Some, you know, the, the, the old mentality of, well, we just grab the kids for everything in a garbage bag and then shove them somewhere. That's actually changed. They no longer do garbage bags. They do backpack runs. They have standard deployment kits now in most DCF agents' cars is, okay, if we have to suddenly take this kid, whatever, or the, the uh, and, and there are, oh my God, there's so many sob, sob stories. And I was involved with them, some good, some bad, but um, it's changed. Just do it for a weekend. You know, okay, you know, I hate to get personal, but, uh, you know, maybe I want kids one day. Maybe I don't. I hate to sound very uh, heartless, but you can do a dry run. Maybe you need to change some diapers. Hey, there are plenty of, of kids that are coming out of hospitals where the parents are not going to see them back, but test test the waters, get involved in there. And I have changed more diapers than people will know in their lives. So I'm not that worried. And I've, I can change a diaper like a NASCAR pit crew now and it throws people <laughs> off. But that's, that's the point is get involved, test the water, see what's going on. Even if you're just community minded, there are plenty of field days. You know, these kids don't have either one or two parents or none or the thing. Go out go out, play ball with them. You know, there's the, you know, I play with my kids and there's some people who have never played baseball never thrown a, a basketball, that kind of stuff. So it, it, it's different, but technology, you know, imagine going, Hey, we have a field day opening up. The sun's great for Sunday. You know, we're going to need some area people. You can send a text blast. You can put yourself on the list. Just got to get it voter taxpayer approved. <laughs> That's the problem. Well, Trav, you've given us a lot to think about. Uh, we've talked about the work-life balance in the tech industry. We've talked about turnover rate and uh, your suggestions for productivity in companies and uh, a whole lot of different stuff to think about. So we really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. All right. Uh, and uh, so I will um, edit this up and I'll, post it. And then, uh, you know, if you want to share it on your social, that would be great too. Of course. It's marketing. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm still trying to get that YouTube channel going. I, I go for it for a while and then I don't get too many hits and then I, you know, well, my wife right now, um, if you look up nutmeg acres, uh, wildlife rehab is she is trying to get to Facebook is the hottest one for her because she's in her phone all the time, but she needs to get to 1000 people before she can live stream. And quite simply, we have over here, uh, possums, weasels, and younger possums. And nothing sells like cute little weasel babies. And they will ask and the money will come rolling in. So I actually have uh, knocked off cell phones ready for her to go. I'm like, as soon as we hit a thousand, we're mounting that right on a tripod and putting it right and calling it weasel cam. And, <laughs> you know, some people think, oh, weasels are horrible, but they're so cute when they're a baby. I mean, come on, everyone loves them. <laughs> but that's the thing is getting into a thousand Facebook. Um, she has, uh, you'd be surprised, the emotional heartstrings work well. She has, uh, and you will find it, make no mistake, the turtle, you hit me with a car and now my shell is damaged. She has a half a million shares and it's growing and it went exponentially. It's been out for a week. So, and, and I said, just, just put your PayPal link on there. Just, you know, cause you're a nonprofit. Uh, yeah. Money's coming in. You know, Good. you'd be surprised how much a dollar goes when you have a half a million shares. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, I, I wanted to ask you about Bitcoins, but uh, have you gotten involved with that? Uh, uh, Bitcoin. 
I see potential and right now, the only reason why we have Bitcoins is for ransomware and malware remediation. Our utilities though, all of our clients that have our products and services, none of them have been infected because the products we use are selected to make sure they're not having it. But we get new clients all the time. Like, I don't know what to do. There's this big red screen with light lettering and this long code. What do I do? I actually have a credit card that's linked to a Bitcoin account. I can load instantly, get the code, solve them and make some money. But Bitcoin, I see it as the future. The problem is in its current iteration, there's a limitation. There's only 24 million Bitcoins allowed out there because it's a, it's a mathematical limitation. Um, they have to redo it. They have to get it done. Uh, and since people are beginning more and more, because I can send you um, something in um, yen or I can send it in US dollars, the conversion rate, somebody takes a piece of the pie every step of the way. Well, I know Bitcoin, no matter where you go, is the same rate. It could be in Taiwan. It could be in Moscow. It could be in Australia. It could be in Brazil. It doesn't matter. I can send you money back and forth all day long. Luckily, in the last few years, the feds have recognized that Bitcoin is going to be a currency contender. The standard fiat, the dollars, and some people want to go back to the gold standard, and I just go... Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Um, it's not going to happen, yeah. but Bitcoin, I wouldn't say it's the future. It will complement economies. It will be able to make it easier for entrepreneurs to get paid. It'll be more secure because if a typical situation where a client needs to send you money, they can rescind that payment. They can go, oh yeah, here you go. I just need my intellectual property. And then they call the bank and then you're screwed out. And we see that happen a lot, especially in the small entrepreneurs. But Bitcoin, you can't reverse a transfer. Once it's done, it's done. You're done. You're getting paid. And that's why people want it. And some governments are getting involved with it, but it, it, the way it's been developed, it's based upon math. You, it could be banned worldwide and some places it are. It doesn't matter. It will survive. It's designed to survive. It's designed to go around the limitations. And the beauty is this, it works. It works well. And the problem is Bitcoin has that limitation, but also needs processing power. So anyone who's got any kind of spare processing power is using it. So all those computers at people's offices that aren't being used at night are rolling. You're already paying for electricity. You're just generating in the back end. I've probably generated five or six Bitcoins at, and I was in there when it first came out, but I think I sold them at like 200 bucks when a Bitcoin was selling for like $10,000 years later. Um, I don't regret it. Make no mistake. I don't believe in regrets, but I do see where, you know, it's becoming a mature currency. I see where it's becoming a mature product. Are we there yet? No. Uh, governments have to get on board, and there are some governments currently that just don't believe in it, like the Santa Claus or something. Do you have any suggestions for me, you know, like, uh, and getting involved with uh, tech companies, biotech companies, startups with work-life balance, productivity, that sort of thing? How would I get my foot in the door with those kind of companies? Um, quite simply, find their pain. So if they're having a work-life balance issue and you have a solution, talk to the people who would be able to make that decision, HR. Talk to uh, uh, the CEO, send, send them a note going, hey, listen, you may have this kind of an issue. Or you see where they're hanging out, you know, go, you know, hate to say it, go, go to a bar. That's where, you know, some of my clients have met. Um, find out where, where they're going on, go to expos, uh, get in front of them. For lack of better words, find a solution to their pain and market it and sell it to them. Uh, Work-life balance is incredibly popular now because the millennials have grown up. They're now owning houses if they can afford it. Um, but the point is they want that work-life balance. They don't want to work 24 hours a day. They don't want to work for a boss that can fire them at the drop of a hat. And they um, want to work they, with uh, something that is of purpose. Yes, exactly. And they're, they, they, want, they want objective. And sometimes that objective is a larger thing than all of, uh, all, you know, the sum of their, uh, of their projects coming together. Um, similar to like adoption and fostering and so forth. You, you've got to have a, a higher purpose, but uh, to respect people also, if you don't respect them, they will leave you. They'll bail on you. Say, you know what? I need a day. I need a mental health day. Like, you know, I've had a person just go, you know, what? it's a great day out. I've, I've had uh, I've put in a lot of hours. I'm going to take the day off. All right, Scott, 
have fun. <laughs> you know, <laughs> go, go take a walk. And quite simply, they come back, revigor- uh, you know, ready to go. And that's fine. You got to, got to respect that. Um, but also to make sure that people are on par, make sure that they're, they're, they're not abusing it is that there are many a times where, well, when I, like I said at the beginning of this, it, you're, you're at home working, you're not working at home. So you've got, you're at work. It's just, you're familiar. This is your comfortable space. Um, don't suddenly leave for half a day to the beach, you know, make sure that, you know, you, uh, treat it like a, like a real job because it is. And there are many stories where people goof off or they don't know how to handle it. Uh, I'm in peer groups that go online and we have video discussions about that. And, you know, people sometimes just can't hack work from home. It throws them off. They can't do it. Um, freedom. It's either too much freedom or they need, they need guidance. And sometimes it's too much, but also uh, in this day and age where we're trying to squeeze out every dollar, every performance metric, everything. um, Some people like myself, we're, we're seeing, okay, how do we become more efficient? Watch the webinars. 99% of it may be useless, but that one person who said that one sentence I may make a world of difference. And that has, they've, they've, I've, I watched a video series years ago and that's what changed my mind was about outsourcing was, is, you know, can I do this? Yes. But is it worth it? You know, find out how much you make in a year divided by 200, uh, 2080 hours. That's what you're, you're being paid. Anything less than that, do someone else because you can do it. If you're not making anything near that, what you expect, find a change. I've had, I had a, a coming to God moment with one of my clients. They're very specialized niche industry and ended up happening is like our retail clients have dropped off the board. Okay. So you have this, have you thought about changing your product for a different industry? Like, okay, we're talking about employee performance for this niche. Can it be adapted with a couple of brainstorming sessions for manufacturing? How about medical? Are we doing something? <clears throat> Can you do that? Because a hospital doesn't run on nurses and doctors alone. You have the administrators, you have the staff, you have cafeteria, you have the janitors, you have, you have a standard uh, loadout of people. They may need metrics that you, that, uh, you didn't think were, were important. And the guy was like, that's a great point. <laughs> and so little things like that. So sometimes solving their problem when you have, or giving them an idea the the, in 2009, I was in what they, in my industry calls break fix. Break fix is somebody breaks something, you fix it. There's no, there's no guaranteed income. Sometimes some months you have nothing. Sometimes some months you have feast. Um, that doesn't work in business. Uh, you can't go, you have to go up to your bank and say, listen, I need to have a short term loan. And they're like, okay, look at your cash flow. And it's like, wow, I've, wow, I've seen explosions with, with uh, more smoothness on this, you know, and so forth. But I talked to a business advisor and um, she, she was great. She was, she asked me, she go, and I get friends at all and says, you know, I need to do it. And she goes, well, why aren't you doing it? Wait, what? And that, and, and was literally like just a few words. She goes, why aren't you doing it? So right now you're, what you're doing now is you're, you're, you're killing yourself and you're wondering why you're killing yourself. You know, the solution, do it. Because one day you won't be able to make, get to that solution. My God, that was the best advice ever. And it was creepy, simple. <laughs> she's retired. She's worked at 400 companies in their growth. And, 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 you know, I have certain belief systems. Like one, I don't believe in regrets. At the time I made that decision is what I made. Don't feel bad about it. It sucks. Yeah, great. All right, didn't work out. But don't regret it. You learned. You found a lesson. You moved on. But also, don't ask for permission. It's better to ask, to, get, to ask for forgiveness. Do it and, 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 and move ahead with that. Because when somebody goes, I mean, you know, I, I don't like getting called at my home phone number. Yeah, I know, Bob, but, you know, the HR solution we're talking about, I could not get a hold of your, your office. Do you, do you have a few minutes for me to talk about that? Surprisingly, that works out, you know. And if they don't like it, well, I'm sorry for, you know, calling to your house. Sometimes that big sale, I, you know, Sometimes you're calling it at their house because you couldn't get them in the office. What can I tell you? <laughs> you <know? laughs> well, Trav, thanks a lot. I really appreciate your time. And this has given us a, a whole bunch of uh, things to think about. Yeah. And if you notice, I didn't concentrate on the details of the technology. It comes and goes. But right. business management, 
how you understand it can be applied to different methodologies. I've been at that spot where you're in, you've had, I've had $4 in my bank account wondering how am I going to keep the lights on? I've been there where I didn't know how I was going to get home because I was out of gas. I've been there struggling. I've seen the mistakes that others have made. I've seen mistakes I've made. I've seen the successes. I've replicated them. I've seen it. Am I flawless? Absolutely not. But you have to learn. And when we work together, we can grow together. We can see what works for one person, what works for another, what doesn't, what does, and so on and so forth. There's plenty out there. Research, research, research. And even though the, the, you may be fantastic in your industry, you're not the best. No one is but learn from your, your peers. And I work with people who have nothing to do with the IT industry all the time. Nothing. I work with politicians and lawyers and judges and CPAs and doctors. <clears throat> what, is the, what is the issues you're having? And then uh, I, you know, I'm not going to sob story on their shoulder, but you know, I'm having this kind of, Oh yeah, we had that kind of issue. That's how we fixed it. Be surprised. Those basic skills of business management, HR, finance, marketing, they're not that different from, from one industry to another. You're right. Great. Well, thanks a lot, Trev. And, and nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Trav Harmon, CEO and founder of Triton Technologies. If you want more information about his company, visit his website, tritoncomputercorp.com. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode and this podcast. If you'd like to get more information on my company, check out allthehatswewear.com. Thanks, see you next time.